Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 5th of September 2020 and the title of this episode is Big Bets on the Digital Future. Is Harley Quinn better off without the Joker? Harley Quinn was created for the Batman animated series and this makes her pretty much the only superhero supervillain to go from TV and then wow the comic book fans. She was created to be the Joker's love interest too. But Harley has become so popular that she's now able to stand alone these days with her own shows and movies. She is a success story. At the start of the year, Geek Native had a Harley Quinn lamp to give away and, as is traditional, ran a survey competition to pick the winner. To enter the survey, you had to say whether or not you thought Harley Quinn would be better off without the Joker or not. I won't stretch the answers out until the end of the podcast. I'll tell you now, most people thought she'd be better off without the clown prince. 66% of women thought she'd be better off without the Joker, 61% of men, and 63% of people who identify as neither man nor woman also thought Harley was better off without him. Those numbers are pretty consistent. I'm catching up with these survey write-ups, and I quite like discussing or revealing the results in the Audio EXP podcast along with the usual article on the blog. There is often, but not always, a competition on the site. The easiest way to find the latest competition is to scroll to the bottom of Geek Native until you get to the black footer. The second column there lists all the regular columns, including the Audio EXP podcast, but it also links to the competitions. There is a competition on right now, and it'll run for the whole month. The prize is a hugely popular card game called Six... Mint. In the game, you're basically playing a game of bluff or dare against your friends, trying to work out whether they'll play safe or take a risk to avoid collecting penalty points. On the competition page, I popped a video from Shut Up and Sit Down, who love the game, and they clearly explain it in less than 15 minutes. It's not common for people to tweet Geek Native and praise the prize for being a great game. Perhaps that's because normally when it's a game giveaway, it's a new thing and nobody's played it yet, but that's what's happened here. I'm going to try that pronunciation again. Six Mint is a German game. Now, you might also see it as Take Six, which frankly is much easier to pronounce. Another German game featured on the site this week is the D&D 5e setting called The Wagadoo Chronicles. Trust me, it's not yet another 5e setting. Two things make The Wagadoo Chronicles stand out. Firstly... It's free right now. Links are in the transcript, which you'll find in the show notes. Secondly, it's an Afropunk setting. It's a fantasy game inspired by African folklore rather than European. And it also looks gorgeous. So, why are the developers, Twin Drums, giving it away for free? The D&D 5e setting is only one half of the project. The other half is an MMO. To get your free 5e tabletop version of the Wagadoo Chronicles... You supply your email, and if you want, opt into future communication from Twin Drums. You don't have to. They'll be hoping that you like the world so much that you become curious in the MMO. I like this approach to marketing. I also note that the tabletop setting becomes a freebie, a marketing cost, to support the digital game. Now, we've seen this before. Just recently, Desperados a setting that was made free and it accompanied the THQ Nordic computer game Desperados 3. 
and I've seen a heap of praise for the Wackadoo Chronicles. I've not seen anyone moaning about using tabletop games as marketing collateral. Once again, it makes me think that we, the tabletop community, treated Wendy's, the burger people, a bit harshly with their free RPG, The Feast of Legends. Now, we've kind of snuck onto the headline of today's podcast, Big Bets on the Digital Future. Why? Well, we've been talking about tabletop settings giving a way to support a digital game. Even with Wendy's, we had a game that was distributed digitally to tap into the growing gaming community. In February of this year, I wrote up Hasbro's London Toy Fair presentation. They talked about Magic the Gathering and about Dungeons and Dragons. It seemed to me as if they were saying the future of D&D is digital. Skip forward seven months onto a recent article on the Andreans and Harowitz blog. Andreans and Harowitz is a venture capital firm famous for clever and big bets on tech companies like Skype, Twitter, Facebook, and more recently, Roblox. In other words, knowledgeable people get paid a considerable amount of money to think about the future. They also think the future of tabletop games is digital. If they are thinking about making an investment, they're not so silly as to signal to the world which company they're interested in. But they do talk about D&D, about Critical Role and Girls, Guts and Glory. They also talk about Warhammer and The Last Game Board. So... The Last Game Board is a bit of tech that Geek Native wrote about last year. It's a flat screen designed to show game boards and know where models are placed on it. And you can subscribe to a library of games from it. Now, reporters will no doubt use the phrase Netflix of board games to describe it. And we saw a similar technology demoed at Virtually Expo this year, but with a bigger screen and more expensive tech. I don't know if this is the tech that has Andreas and how it's interested. I think they prefer software investments than hardware, although they did back Stripe. I'm interested that they investigated the area and written it up. I'm sure that big bets on the digital future are being made. What else from the digital future? Well, this week, Astral Tabletop increased its integration with DriveThruRPG. You can now buy Astral Tabletop Adventure modules in the drive-through RPG marketplace. And if you've heard of drive-through, but not Astral, you can see straight away why that's important. I don't think there's much to buy yet on the drive-through side because we first need publishers and developers to make those modules first. What's in it for drive-through, other than a chunk of the sale? Well, once gaming groups pick a virtual tabletop, they need their future digital purchases to be compatible with it and Roll20 has its own marketplace, and D&D Beyond's parent company is working on another. A virtual tabletop that did something impressive this week was Battlemap. That's the same one with two Ps that I mentioned last week. The developer procedurally generated 50 free battle maps and gave them away. Download links are in the transcript. Okay, it's not quite the same quality as you can commission from a professional tabletop cartographer, but it's pretty good. And it scales. I reckon you can combine this with something like Game Board 1 and have an entire procedurally generated tabletop adventure. It's a virtual tabletop boom. Wizards of the Coast D&D Celebration 2020 will host some 600 virtual games over just three days. That's in harsh contrast to the Jim Light Games story. Jim Light Games was an online retailer of tabletop games and now Sadly, all retail operations have been closed due to the lack of conventions this year 
and the political attack on the American Postal Service. It's just too expensive for Jim to send physical games in the post. That's a real shame. It's not all D&D this week. Of course, Hunter's Entertainment are working on the next edition of Werewolf the Apocalypse. And at the same time, Nacon and Cyanide are working on Earthblood, a violent computer game based on it. The latest trailer is out. It shows the hero, possibly an anti-hero, Kalhal, a Fianna, attack a Pentex-owned petrol processing plant and get into a fight with the mech. The game is due out over Epic and for both PS4 and Xbox One. Another interesting game, or maybe interactive comic to pay attention to this week, is Lovecraft World. It's been written by an AI company that specialises in voice interaction. It's designed to be played on a Google Home device with the screen, although I think it will work with anything with a Google Assistant app on it. I said you might consider an interactive comic because it shows you slightly animated scenes, leaves you a decision to make, and then you speak your response out loud. It understands your intent and takes you to the next scene. That's incredibly impressive. That's a new form of immersion right there. A whole new digital future for games. And you heard it here first. And on that note, let's go on to wrap. Keep safe, stay out of melee range, and see you next week.